Hi everyone, this is I Need No Name on the Bavarian Podcast Works post-game show and today we are talking about Germany's 2-0 draw with Hungary at the Allianz Arena. This was the final game of the Euros group stage and Germany are through to the round of 16 where they will face England at Wembley if I'm not mistaken. Now coming into the game, Germany were considered favourites but there was a little bit of pessimism from the fans of the team because, you know, first of all, Thomas Muller, he was injured and losing Muller is never a good thing. And second, because people expected Yogi Lowe to pull another South Korea. Um, if people don't remember what happened, South Korea knocked out Germany from the 2018 World Cup in quite spectacular fashion. Now, the problem was that Germany did not really have a replacement for Muller on the squad. I mean, you could point at Musiala, who was normally the guy who came in for Thomas Muller at Bayern Munich, but Lowe never really used him in any of the games so far, so we never thought that he would be the one chosen to really come in for the Raumdeuter. So instead, it was Leroy Sané who came in, and it was really a make-or-break moment for Sané, which, as we'll discuss later, he really did not make the most of. So Germany started the game relatively well they had possession they were attacking Hungary's goal but suddenly on a counter-attack Hungary I think it was Scholloy he scored off an amazing cross and he just got in between Hummels and Ginter and he just sent it past Neuer and Neuer had no chance of stopping this shot and it was just it was not the same as the early goal conceded against Portugal but it did feel the same because it was another one of those sucker punch goals where Germany were really dominating the match and it suddenly went against them. Germany continued to pile on the pressure afterward but it was not working out for them. There was the problem with Robin Gosens who was looking completely ineffective compared to his amazing man of the match performance against Portugal. The Atlanta winger he was I'll say subdued I'll charitably say he was subdued but really he was just terrible on the night and I don't know I it is just another example of why Germany fans don't know what to make of him he is just so inconsistent at times anyway so Germany managed to get one back in the second half thanks to Kai Havertz and a looping header from Matt Hummels but then Hungary scored literally immediately after, and that was after Ivers was subbed off, and for some reason, Leroy Sané was moved to the wing-back position. Um, it was just a really weird goal to concede, and I'll just ask you to see the replay, because describing it is quite far beyond my ability. It was a counter-attacking goal, and it came right from kickoff. And then, it was really a despondent mess for Germany, really, because... Um, the team did not seem to know what to do. They were just sending balls up into the box, hoping that either Goretzka or Thomas Muller could get to the ball. And it was not working out for the team. It was not working out at all in the attack today. The only time the attack made sense was when Jamal Muziala was subbed on and he started to really get some dribbles down the left-hand side where Gozens was completely ineffective. Once those dribbles started happening, Hungary really did not know what to do with it. Musiala completely sliced them open. He sent the ball right across the box. It fell to Goretzka. He passed it off to Werner, who took the shot. Didn't go in. And then Goretzka took 
hit the rebound and it went into the back of the net. That secured the 2-0 draw for Germany and it was enough for them to go through to the next round as one of the best third place teams. It's not exactly a glamorous way to go through but it was, I mean, it works so you can't really knock it. Now the thing we should discuss today, there are a few talking points to discuss. Namely, the first one being Leroy Sané. Leroy Sané had another terrible, terrible, terrible game. And he, with every passing game, he's just proving low right on why he never gets to start. Sané was ineffective, he was lazy, he was out of sorts really, and he seemed completely bereft of confidence because whenever he was through on goal or had a shooting chance, he would just lay it off to the nearest player instead of taking the shot on. And that's one of the signs that he is completely in a mental funk right now and he needs some help getting out of it. The problem is that Germany are in a big tournament and Yogi Lerf, he is known to be a great man manager but he does not have the time to coddle Tsane and get him back into form. And honestly, I don't think Lerf has the tools at his disposal to get Tsane back into form. Bayern fans will be really worried by what Sané has shown in this tournament so far. We'll have to rely on Nagelsmann to get Sané back into some sort of situation for playing football because at the moment he is just struggling on the pitch. He is just listless and I don't know what we can do to fix him. It's all mental with him right now. He has all the talent in the world but he's not using it right. Hopefully when he gets back to Bayern he'll be better. Because this is not what we paid for. This is not what Manchester City told to us. This is going to be a very tough season if Sané can't get his um his get his game together. Really, um, I mean, with Coman leaving, Bayern Munich will need Sané to step up. One player that did step up, though, I would say, was Jamal Musiala. This was his first senior team tournament appearance for Germany, and he was excellent. Really, I think uh, we've been saying. Bayern fans have been saying for a long time that he's our best winger. And I think he's proving it again for Germany as well. He can dribble like Franck Ribéry. His close control, his ability to move in tight spaces is just so good that almost no one can really dispossess them unless they're really getting physical with him. And it's not like he can't give it in physical sense either. He is good at running. He's good at pressing. He has a good tactical brain. He knows where to stand. He knows where to run. He knows when to run. And that's one of the good things about him. And that's one of the main things that made him really indispensable in this game once he came on. He was terrorizing that German, um, I'm sorry, the Hungarian uh, right-hand side where Gosens was really completely ineffective today. And we know that Gosens is decent enough. He showed against Portugal that he can terrorize a right back like Semedo. Like, but I think it's starting to become clear that Semedo was probably the problem for Portugal rather than Gosens being one of the keys to success for Germany. Uh, Gosens, against a more competent right back, he is not as good at getting off the pitch and really getting those shots off or getting those crosses off that he was so good at doing against Portugal. Gosens is... Good. He is, I, I don't want to say he's bad, but for a team like Germany, he seems like the weak link to me. He is not as good as he should be, but he's decent enough that he can more or less do a serviceable job. Now, you don't need a world beater of a left back. I mean, we saw in World Cup 2014, you just had Howard is over there, and it was enough for Germany to win the World Cup. So, Gosens can do the job, but I think 
Germany have to plan better around him and put better players in front of him and around him to get the most out of him. Now, another person that we need to talk about is Matt Hummels, and he was one of the few players who had a good game, I would say. Uh, Hummels, because the players in front of him, Hummels, was playing behind Kroos and Gundogan in central midfield, and the players in front of him were like traffic cones. They were absolutely terrible. Gundogan especially, he did almost nothing of note in the game, and he got a yellow card, which is never a good thing. He was completely ineffective at progressing the ball, which forced Hummels to get as far up the pitch as possible, control the possession, and send in long balls, and get inside the box to score headers when possible. I mean, Hummels was basically playing three positions at the same time, centre-back, midfield, and attacker, and he should not be doing that. He should never be doing that. That is not what his job is. Other than that, I would like to talk about um, Joshua Kimmich. Kimmich was struggling a little bit today. I think the referee let a few too many fouls go against him, made by the Hungarian players, and it was really starting to get, a, get to him, I think. He was being hacked at his ankles, and... It's clear that the Hungarian coach recognized Kimmich as one of the major threats on the Germany side, so he decided to shut him down in the most cynical way imaginable. Credit to them, they almost succeeded. You could say they technically did succeed, but Kimmich is not the only danger man on Germany's side. I hope that from the next few games going forward, Kimmich is allowed to be in a more central role and Germany switched to some kind of a hybrid 4-2-3-1-3-4-3 formation. I'm not explaining it particularly well, but there's a way you can make your fullback go inside, and that's what Pep Guardiola did when Philip Lam was here. He made it something like an inverted fullback, and that's something that Kemic could play really well. It's like when fullbacks go into midfield and they help out the midfield from there. Kemic is probably the perfect kind of fullback to do something like that, since he's a midfielder by trade. And I think that's something that Low, if he was so inclined, he could try, but I don't think Low has the tactical acumen to pull something that like that off, and that's kind of sad. Speaking of tactical acumen, let's talk about Low's tactics. He was setting up the team again in three-four-three formation, and I have serious gripes about the three-four-three, but it was not the problem today. Hungary just decided to sit back and they decided to soak up the pressure as much as they could. But Germany still managed to get pretty decent attacks off, and they did manage to get some good chances going forward. Havertz, Gnabry, and Sané were wasteful, but they didn't have Thomas Muller up there supporting them either. And Muller really just brings that attack together. He's a glue that holds things together, so now him not being there is a huge loss for the team. One good thing is that now that Goretzka is back, you can have Goretzka back in the midfield. You can probably take Gundogan out. I'd say taking Gundogan out is the best choice right now. Take Gundogan out and then maybe add an extra attacker to the side. I don't know. Uh, Maybe take Ginter out. Ginter is a great defender, but he is a little bit too defensive, I would say. And that kind of holds Germany back. If you could switch him out for an attacker or a midfielder, that would really help Germany. Kroos too, he was okay, I suppose, in the last 15 minutes or so once Gundogan was out. I think Cruz was a lot more free to roam forward and start showing off what he could do. He was trying to do one-twos with Muller and uh, sorry Muller and Goretzka, and he was really trying to get forward and try to dictate the play more. And that's the kind of gameplay that you expect from someone like Tony Cruz. He was 
decent, but he hasn't had an amazing tournament so far. You want to see more from him going forward, and you actually want to see more from all of these players going forward, because if you don't, then I think Germany will have a very tough time against England. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying Gareth Southgate is a tactical genius or anything. If anything, he's probably one of the few coaches in the Euros who is more of a clown than Yogi Love. Actually, I, I'm reminded of that one meme where you have the two clowns talking to each other and it's like clown-to-clown communication. And that's what the England versus Germany match will be like. But England have a lot of talent and they're going to exploit it. And Germany need to be tactically well-drilled in the round of 16 if they want to keep progressing in this tournament. I think that Germany have what it takes to win the Euros, but it's all down to tactics and it's all down to man management. Some players deserve to start more than others. I think Goretzka needs to start again. Take Gundogan off. I know he had a great season with Man City, but take Gundogan off. Goretzka in the lineup. Put Muziala on. Muziala on for Gnabry, for Sani, for Havertz. I don't care who. Put Muziala on. Havertz, in fact, he should stay on. Muller, obviously. Maybe take Ginter off, switch to a 4-2-3-1. I know it's a bit more defensively vulnerable, but Germany are conceding two or three goals a game anyway. So who cares? Just try and score more. Score, score, score. That's the name of the game right now. It's like how Bayern did it in last season. We just tried to score as much as we could because we could not defend to save our lives. Uh, though wants to keep more clean sheets, he wants to be trying to be proactive about the defense but it's just not working so just go for goals and Muziala is the one who can give you that Thomas Muller is the one who can give you that if you can if Goretzka once he let him go at 200 miles per hour from the first half up to the 60th minute and then maybe sub him off for Neuhaus Neuhaus is another player I think that has been criminally underused in the Euros so far and he should be used more and if you keep going like this start making better use of the talent that's around, I think Germany have a very strong chance of winning the Euros. Um, the only problem I see is the coach. If he stops holding the team back the way he has been, anything is possible for Germany. Okay, so that's all I have to say today. It's about 3 a.m. almost, and I am very sleepy, so we have a shorter podcast today. Uh, thank you for listening. Be sure to like and comment on our blog, and I will... Definitely reply to you as much as I can. Obviously, maybe next morning when I'm having my online classes. Oh, God, I have online classes in six hours. Anyway, um, just be sure to do that. And be sure to let me know what you think about my uh, possible suggestions. And if you have any suggestions about how Germany can improve, put them in the comments. I'll reply to you. Check out our match awards. Check out our match observations. And check out our live blog if you want to catch our misery in real time. And I'll see you later. Good night.